Hi, my name is Wilkin Brutus. And I am Paulette Francois. You're listening to A Boat, A Voyage. So, uh, all right. It is episode four, Haiti and South Korea. Sakap fet, mama. Naboule. Naboule, sakap fet. Our Haitian saying for today is Pititig uh, se tig. Did I say that right? Yes. Uh, a tiger's cub is also a tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, a, you know, one's behavior is a reflection of um, the other. The other. Is, is, yes. that, is that a fair? Can you yeah. describe that for me? So if someone say, when they say uh, a t- baby tiger, it's like a, a tiger. Mm-hmm. The baby tiger reflects the tiger. It's just like a human. It can be positive. It can be negative. If a person like your father or your mother, they are a good person. And you reflection, you act so good in the society, see you represent as a good person. And when somebody talk about you, they'll say, oh, you know his father. You know, he's a very nice, handsome, I mean, not only handsome, a good quality human being. So right. you must get it from his dad yeah, too. Yeah, you reflect his they're parents. a good parent. Mm-hmm. But if your father like doing bad in the society, and you become acting similar to him, it's like people will say, you know, what do you expect? Right. That's a good, that's a good. So I want to, I just want to segue that to, uh, to, to stay on a tiger theme for now. Um, the tiger in Korean culture is uh, a sacred symbol of courage. Um, it's like a spiritual guardian that drive away bad spirits. Bad spirits. And uh, they use they, they say tiger, uh, horangi. That's mm-hmm. how you say tiger. Horangi. Horangi. That's mm-hmm. how you say tiger in Korean. Um, so you came to America by boat, okay? Mm-hmm. And now years later, you found yourself spending 13 hours on a plane to visit your son in South Korea. What went through your mind when you sat on that long flight? It, it was a, a privilege but a challenge also because i was in the fly like i'm only the black person and i believe the only haitian in the fly going somewhere out of nowhere i don't even know where i was going but i have purpose to where i am you know i'm going so while i was in the fly knowing that you were there for like two years you already visited me here and I never had a chance to go, you know, went over there to see you. And that that we um that Christmas time, I say I wanna. It's the last time I have to visit where my son is, where you are, because I don't know if something happened. I don't know where you are. I don't know who to ask. Even though you give me a bunch of information, your friend phone numbers and stuff like that, but that would be different if something happened. So as a concerned mother. As a single mom, I have to know where hmm. you are. You feel obligated. I feel almost. obligation is yeah. my responsibility to know, you know, where where you are. Hmm. So I went over there to see, to find you. That's good. Oh, <laughs> I was I so happy when you came. You have and, no idea. <laughs> and I, I remember when I was in the gate, I was in uh, um, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When I was in the airport, they, this lady came to me say. I miss you. You know you probably be in the wrong gate because the plane going to South right. Korea. <laughs> she said, well, I think you're in the wrong gate. You know where you're going? I said, I know where I'm going. I'm in the right gate. I'm hmm. going to visit my son in South Korea. She said, oh, really? Wow, that's a long flight. <laughs> you know? She literally thought you exactly. had the wrong ticket, wrong ticket. Or, or just you were at the wrong gate. At the wrong gate. <laughs> that's what she thought. I'm in the wrong gate. She said, what? 
That's a Duke fly, you know that? I said, yes, I know that. <laughs> but it's my responsibility to know where to go where I'm going. That's so that. weird to just assume mm-hmm. that you're going the wrong place. Why no. couldn't she just ask? <laughs> she didn't even ask. She told me I'm in the wrong gate. Said, that is really? hilarious. So when I look at my paper for a moment, I'm panicking because I know yeah. I'm in the right gate. I'm a direction. Their direction, they wrote it in English and Korean also. Mm-hmm. So when I read it in English, I'm like, I said, that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> she said, oh, you're going to Korea? I said, she's like, oh, my God. This is amazing. That's a, a long flight. Yeah. Now, um, I spent two years. I spent two years in Jeju Island and two years in Busan. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Mom, I arrived to Korea two weeks after that 2010 uh, earthquake mm-hmm. in Haiti. Um, I was the only Haitian American on the island and I went there to teach English and do freelance media work, but I ended up being like a cultural ambassador for both the United States and Haiti, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, a physical ambassador. Um, that was the first time I ever thought about the terms, um, expat, immigrant, migrant, and refugees. Mm -hmm. Um, do you know what expat is? Expat is, it's term for... A refugee? Well, it's, there's different uh, variations of, for to, to describe um, migration. Migration. Okay, so uh-huh. these words all describe different types of human migration, but they imp- imply that they have like an underlying meaning mm-hmm. um, um, for different timely situations. So expat is a short word for expatriate, mm-hmm. and it is normally used for people who move to a country temporarily okay. for business trips and have some form of wealth or higher higher legal mm-hmm. status mm-hmm. Uh, from their home country. Immigrant normally refers to people who move to a country permanently, permanently yeah. and a migrant is normally used or implied to refer to people who are working class or poor immigrants. Okay. So it's very con- it's not very controversial, but it is kind of controversial. Okay. Um, because it's based on class and privilege. Okay. So I, I am a privileged American in, mm-hmm. in, the, in that sense, you know? Um, so in hindsight, my own mother was once a refugee and an immigrant in America who is now visiting me, an American expat, quote unquote, in South Korea. My migration story is defined much differently and favored than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went to work during the day, I was, you know, really happy to leave you with Two good friends, yeah. uh, Elena and Sonia, Sonia. Uh, who happen to be mothers as well. Mm-hmm. And one was Russian, the other one was from Honduras. 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 Yeah, Honduras. Mm-hmm. So basically, a Haitian, a Russian, and a and Honduran walk into a South Korean <laughs> Buddhist temple yeah, yeah. <laughs> or mall. <laughs> uh, when they took you around Busan, uh, did you all talk about your immigrant experiences and motherhood? Yes, each of us changed conversation. And it was very privileged for me to meet those two women because I don't feel prejudiced toward either one of them. Both of them were so real, you know, a real human being. And we talk about um, we talk about Russia and we also talk about Honduras. And I talk about Haiti. Each of us changed conversation, you know. We talk about our children, our family and everything. And then we went to the Buddhist temple. It's so many people. And when I went to the Buddhist temple, I'm like, it was like, I don't know how to explain that again. <laughs> it was so beautiful, so peaceful. 
and everybody coming for a different you know aspect to look around and there's this big rock you know mm -hmm. you see the water coming out the water coming inside the rock you know what i'm like, saying like a stream of like water a stream water mm -hmm. and each, every each of us get a cup and drink uh, uh, you know a cup of water that came out inside <laughs> the water was so cold and i'm like oh my god and i was looking there's a temple where all the buddhists went. Was, was that your first time seeing a temple yes wow that temple they went inside to pray just like you go to a church or we got a mosque, a mosque. Yeah. Yeah. you pray you came out you pray people coming all over the world i'm like oh my god this is amazing that's why sometimes you you don't judge hmm. things until you really get to know the reality because everybody have different aspects you know mm -hmm. but thank god i'm not the type of person who judge things i just want to learn communicate to people to know who they are you know what's in their mind and then oh i had so much fun with them they were great they their were hospitality so, oh and i did not realize that they would um you know when they offered to show you around because yeah. I, I had to go to class mm -hmm. and i had to go teach and when they offered hey we'll show your mom around or whatnot i mm -hmm. didn't realize they'll do that for several days. several days you know they had a lot of time on their hands as well but they were also raising their own children but they made time they make time they and make time they make a lot of time a for me. A huge, significant to take me time. To the mall, we yeah. go shopping it, every single day. It felt day. everything. It, yes. it was perfect because um, when you're working, of course, you want to be a good host, mm -hmm. especially to your mom, yes. especially to your family. <laughs> you want to be a great host, and um, but I couldn't take time off because it's kids, yes. you know. And um, I, I'm forever grateful for yeah. what they've done. Yeah, you they know. did a good job. They did a a, a human. They are real human. Yeah, that was a human. A human. That was borderline humanitarian. Yes, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm like, oh god, I can say they still good people. Because I was always, I was always afraid that you'd be alone at my apartment watching Korean soap operas. Mm -hmm. At some point, you're gonna be tired of trying to like, uh, you know, translate what yeah. they're trying to say. <laughs> because I was sitting, you know, I was in the apartment watching the Korean soap opera. Yeah, yeah. I watched the soap. I watched the soap. <laughs> You remember when, when you take me to the restaurant? So I was looking at the soap, the, the, the TV, and the lady said, Do you understand? <laughs> I said, Yes, I understand. Every word they and said. The I plot, just the character development. Yeah. And my own language, I translate. Hmm. And every, I, I explained everything to her. <laughs> she was like, Wilkin? When you, when you watched the Korean soap opera, did you feel like even more connected to the Korean people at that point? Like, okay, we have point, a lot. Yes, I, 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 I kind of, you know, describe the character. No, no. What I'm asking is, like, did it, did it feel like you're watching General Hospital yeah, and Young and the Restless, <laughs> or, or My Children? Yeah. So, so did, did that, um, that did that sort of nostalgia? Did it make you feel more connected with the Korean people? With the Korean people, and mm. they keep me busy because I know when the time they started, I don't feel alone at all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I have this show too. Dura, they call it drama, drama. Yeah, drama. And it's, just, you know, it's like telenovelas. Yes. It's their Telemon telenovelas. Just like Telemundo. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, nice. Now, um, of course, uh, the ladies didn't take you to Chagology Market. You, you watch Black Panther, mm -hmm. of course. And um, uh, in, remember in Black Panther, they had the Chagology Market yes. scene. Um, and we ate some great seafood there. 
what, what did you, oh yeah, you said that the Chai Galaxy market reminded you of a market in Haiti. Yeah, that, 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 that was a big market in Jeremy where they f sell fish. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a big, like, a, it's a, you know, it's outsized, not like it's covered, you know. Was it just as big as the Chagalchi fish market? No, the, the, the uh, no, the one in Sakura is more bigger. Okay. But it's umaimi, all, all the, all, every kind of fish you see right. there. The octopus, mm -hmm. you find lambi, lambi is like conch. Mm -hmm. You find, I mean. Just everything. Red snapper, you find lobster, right. shrimp. Everything. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. It made you feel like, I'm, I feel like I'm a home. And when you said that, I was like, oh, that's so fascinating. Oh As God. you're walking you down, you're yeah, like, yeah, you find the surik, you know, yeah. this crab. And, and just seeing the fishermen and like this, this working class just environment. Working class. And then we go to the shore, mm -hmm. you see all these boats, people. Oh, it was like real. Man, that's amazing. So real. I enjoyed every single <laughs> second of it. <laughs> now, so, uh, so I want to give you a side note. Uh, right now, I don't know if you are aware of this, but um, South and North Korea are having historic peace talks. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, a peace deal probably won't happen because they still sign what's called the armistice. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, um, I won't explain what that means right now. But um, uh, when I was there and when we were there, um, they had well, actually, my first year, the, they had a conservative presidency, mm -hmm. uh, Im Bok, Im Myung Bok, and um, Park Hune. You came to visit Don't when Pakuna just... Pakuna was just uh, office. Yeah, she just... Get into the office. Um, yeah, her presidency had just started. Mm -hmm. um, and right now they have a president called uh, Moon Jae-in. Okay. And he's much more liberal, democratic. Mm -hmm. And so they've been able to reestablish relations mm -hmm. with North Korea. Um, so, uh, you know, that sort of like division reminded me of Haiti and Dominican Republic. Yeah. How... Uh, a, how humans can share the same piece of land, but the political and economic history maintains sharp South divisions, yeah, right? That's so divided. And you know, I just wanted to share that news with you. Um, but you know, now in this, in the first episode, we we talked about Christianity and voodoo um, in Haiti and how faith differences clash, mm -hmm. um, clash both in society but also in your refu refugee boat. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Um, how did it feel to experience another spirituality like Buddhism when you were in Korea? Well, it's different like then between the voodoo side and the Christian side. They believe in Buddhas. So to me, is their own faith. That's the faith. Me, I believe in Jesus. That's my faith. So to me, I think you have to respect what, it, uh, what the other party believe in. Exchange belief doesn't mean we have to hate each other because you believe in this, I believe in that. That's your choice. This is my choice. I think we have to respect each other's choices. Doesn't mean we have to hate each other for that. So <laughs> when you believe in something, okay, Buddhists, they believe in Buddhists. Mm -hmm. That's their God. Mm -hmm. They believe in. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. It's my, my God. It's my belief. So you cannot come to me and say, I want you to believe in Buddhists. I'm not raising like that. If there is by, you know, believe in Buddhists, that's what they, how their parents raised them. That's what they learned since they were the little kids. That's how they're going to grow up to be. Right. You know? 
So I think if we respect each other's belief, each other's faith, and the world probably a better better place to live. Yeah, yeah. We have no say in where we were born. You and, know. You know. We spend our our adulthood. Um, unlearning, unlearning our belief systems or challenging our belief systems mm -hmm. and our value systems. Mm -hmm. That so that that's a that's a really great point. Um, now remember when we were waiting on the train to come uh, uh, in Busan, and you sat next to a halmoni. Halmoni is a Korean grandmother. Uh -huh. um, they are strong, what you call matriarchs Matri okay. in Korean society, and they are very similar to you know Haitian, Haitian grandmothers, grandmothers or black grandmothers. Uh -huh. um, when they kept staring at you. Uh, did it feel weird? Did uh, you know? How did you feel? I think they were staring at me <laughs> because probably it's the first time they see a black woman, you know, a black person, and they didn't they didn't stare at me like any kind of prejudice way. It's just, it's like they're passionate at me, you know. It's like I see a beautiful frame. You like oh, this is so pretty. And they was like looking at me and smiling, you know, they want to talk to me, but they don't know what language that I speak, you know. I was comfortable sitting in, you know, between them. Mm, that's good. That's because good. that make it feel good. Yeah. I don't feel any prejudice. Call. If they are prejudice, I will see it. Yeah, you and can normally saw it. feel it. I will it. saw it in their eyes. Mm -hmm. That wasn't showing in it the It was eyes. a welcoming sort it's of like feeling. It's like a welcome feeling, yeah. and, you know. And, and that's what's uh, very difficult to navigate sometimes. Yeah. You know, you sit down. Sometimes there were experiences where uh, I was in a packed bus and Koreans wouldn't sit next to me. Yeah, so, yeah. And so you had those experiences. And then you, the, the same day, you yeah. can have an amazing yeah. experience yeah. where you feel like, wow. like, oh, this is an amazing human experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so... When you live in Korea, when you live in other countries where uh, you don't have a lot of people who look like you, mm -hmm. um, you're constantly navigating uh, acceptance and rejection. Mm -hmm. And it's always up to you to sort of like define that day. Yeah. Your days are never the same. <laughs> uh, so that's one thing I was really afraid of is that, you know, when my mom visits me, how, how will I protect her? Mm -hmm. How will I explain subtle nuances subtle things yeah. that bothers the everyday black or white foreigner yeah. you know um but especially black mm -hmm. and um uh you know i'm glad you handled all of that really well and i'm happy that your experience was completely positive a hundred like well you were there for two weeks two weeks and a half Hands, two, yeah every every moment of your experience is positive okay one thing about me when i go somewhere I don't have I don't have to wait for somebody to say any some to say something cold to me to see how prejudice you are. If I went to a party or I go to whatever an event, by the way people look at me, I already interpreted everything. Sometimes by the way somebody look at you, you can you you know if should I stay or should I leave. You don't have to wait for the person to tell you, oh, you, you black, you this, you that. <laughs> no. I look east, west, south, north. I can see if I'm welcome or not. That's me. And if I'm not welcome, that don't bother me. I will find a way, you know, slowly leave, you mm. know? Mm -hmm. But sometimes people, some people wanted to, the person to say something. They want the confrontation. The confrontation. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like if I go to somebody's house or if I go to a friend's house, I enter to your home, I'm standing in by the door, or I stand. 
you don't ask me to sit or you don't tell me to sit i'm not gonna sit right because you're my friend or whatever because you, you it's up to you to say oh Bobo, have a sit yeah basic human basic etiquette human etiquette yeah. we say oh Bobo, come on have a sit mm-hmm. but you know there's some friend you have to depends on your relationship with the person you just go okay you take a seat and you know but if you go somewhere you have to look around you to see how you, people look at you to see if you're welcome or not right you yeah. don't have to wait for something to study and that's what you you always taught us you always taught yes. us to survey the scene um see if the space you are in is if, welcoming if, if you're comfortable if it's positive yeah. the frequency the energy yes um and read body language you, mm-hmm. you taught us that ever since we were kids to constantly read body language but also um pay close attention to etiquette make sure the energy that you give out yeah, is also if, positive if it. Um, because yeah. if, if the energy you give out is positive and it's and it's still not, not coming, coming back, back positive then you don't belong there yeah you're, you're wasting yeah, your time wasting your trying time. to yes. uh be validated you're, mm-hmm. you know you're you're um um, emotional labor is, is extremely important and yep. you should not just give it out to everyone. It doesn't know. belong to, any, to everyone because you can be, there's some people there with you in the time of need. You, you, you open the door to help them, to support them. But to a point when they wish the success, they click with the person who wish the same level hmm. of them at that particular time. Hmm. Don't remember it's you that lift them up to help them to get where they are. But at that moment, when you in this position, you see that person don't give you the same response you get from them before. Then you need to chill to step back. Yeah, and, and you it's funny you mentioned position. Sometimes um, if I talk to Ajoshi, Ajoshi is like a middle-aged Korean mm-hmm. man, and if he asks me what my profession is at the time, and I say, oh, song sing me, I'm a teacher. Oh, my child, oh, Jim Chai. And, you know, you just sort of feel like, okay, the level of respect is um, increasing when you yeah. tell them what your profession yes. is. And then um, sometimes people dictate the respect level based on what you do, mm-hmm. based on your career, oh, yes. which is can, which can be bad and good. Mm-hmm. You know, what yes. if I, you know, I, I, you should demand dignity regardless of regardless where you work, what you're doing, <laughs> what you're doing but that's, the world is unfair that way. You know, I can't expect the world to be fair. To be fair. So mm-hmm. I have to sort of, uh, navigate the world in that way. Um, play the game a little bit, um, but also demand respect, but in moments where the respect is not given, like you said, just you, walk away. Walk away. Walk away freely. Yeah, I don't. I'm not obligated to change someone's no, opinion of opinion, me. Opinion. Yeah, you know. Because they expect you. They certain people expect you to be. If they're a doctor, they expect you to be a doctor. If they're if, if they're a lawyer, they expect you to be a. But not knowing, this goes by passion. A doctor can have a passion to be a doctor. And the lawyer can have a passion to be the, 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 the lawyer. The doctor maybe don't have the passion to be a lawyer. And the lawyer maybe don't have no passion to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do in life, you have to have a passion to do it. Other you, to do it right. You have to have a passion. If the, if you think you're going to go in a field for, just for the money, just for the good pay, you're not going to be good at it. You have to have a purpose. You have to have a purpose. Whoever have the purpose, whoever have the goal for it, whatever they face, they will find a way to deal with it, and they're gonna good at it. Mm. You know, whatever you do in life, do it right and do it the best. Put your best to it, to do it right. Then 
the, there's going to be more doors open for you. Right. That's what you, you know? said. You always told us work ethic. Work the, ethic. The work ethic demands respect. Yes. It's gonna, if you're cleaning up the come. street, clean the street perfectly. When somebody passes, I say, oh, who cleaned here? It's beautiful. And the person will say, oh, I have a job opportunity for you hmm. because you did a good job. You know? But if you just randomly, you know, just <laughs> careless, careless <Yeah>. no, <laughs> who's going to, who's going to give you opportunity to, yeah. to open another door for you? And I think I had a, probably, that's why I had a, a great relationship with my Korean colleagues and mm -hmm. my co-teachers and the principals is that I put the work ethic in there. Uh, no excuses. My students respect me because of that. Yes. They see the work. And if they see the work, then, you know, the work sort of like defines you. You. And, and if it defines you, they didn't have no choice, choice. but to respect, respect you, you because they respect yes. the work. So it goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've, I've had an amazing experience with all of my teachers, all of my students, my former students. They still add me on Facebook <laughs> um, because, you know, they realize if if I would have taught at their school with a chip on my shoulder and feeling like, you know, they, you know, they owe me something, mm -hmm. you know, the yeah. respect level would not have, you know, cause they all have their own personal things that they have to do it in their yeah. own lives. And, and I remember having like, um, one-on-one -on -one conversations with some of my students during like, uh, English speaking quizzes and tests and exams. And they would talk about personal issues in their lives, mm -hmm. you know, issues with their father, issue with their mothers. And so, I didn't view them as just Korean children. I viewed them as, as human, children, beings yeah, human beings who have regular human family issues, political, economic issues. And so that's why I found the similarities. And I think when you were in Korea, you found similarities through food, through, food, through yes. spirituality, yes. Mm -hmm. um, through sports. When we yes, went to the basketball, the basketball game, game. you know, um, things that evoke emotion. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Well, speaking of food and emotion, uh, I remember how afraid you were to eat Japanese sashimi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you said that that they cooked that. Yeah. They di oh, no, they didn't cook that. Yeah, didn't cook, yeah. <laughs> uh, you eventually loved it. Yes. All right. And uh, you also love shabu shabu and takgalbi. Yeah, yeah, shabu shabu, I think barbecue. my favorite. Oh, shabu shabu is mm -hmm, your favorite? Mm -hmm. I thought mandu. I, well, you, you like mandu. I said mandu. Yeah. I love mandu too. But shabu shabu is yeah, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> incredible. And that galbi is all, always good. Yeah. Um, so my friends were extremely happy to meet you mm -hmm. in Korea. Um, what did you think about the expat community? Um, especially in that particular bar where, where were you surprised to see so many black people yes. and Asian people at the same yeah. time? Yeah. They were, I thought you were going. I thought I was gonna meet you with some of the current friends, <laughs> but I saw a lot of kids come from different. Some of them from California, mm -hmm. some from Fortnite, some of them from um, different, um, countries. different countries, South Africa, Australia, yes, New Australia, Zealand. Everyone, I'm like, what? <laughs> and some of them were so happy to see me. Like, oh my God, your mom come all the way from America to visit you. <laughs> 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 a few of them were very, you know, they're a bit of envy as well. Good, yeah, envy, good envy because they want their parents to yes. come too. And mm -hmm. they were living vicariously through yeah. me. And uh -huh. I was so happy, happy how they reacted to you and yeah. just hugged you. I'm like, man, y'all hugging my mom and a little too every long. Every time we go somewhere, they hug mommy. <laughs> mommy, so many hugs and kisses. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was that was great. I didn't, I didn't, and... I didn't expect to get all this good welcome. Yeah, Dan, and Courtney. One other, one other thing that, um, wait, wait. Um, uh, Anton. Yes. Um, 
I'm, I'm missing so many people. Plus the party you have in the 37 story. Oh, in the building, yeah. The Christmas Ken. party. Ken's Ken. party. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. You and you, you up the 37th floor. Yeah. And you're looking down the, the whole country. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, that was amazing. It was great. It was amazing. So uh, in the last episode, I touched briefly on the generational divide um, and similarities between parents and their first generation children. Um, during my time in Korea, I really connected with Korean Americans mm-hmm. and Chinese Canadians, for example, because they had to navigate both cultural spaces yeah. just like me. Uh-huh. Um, so I just want you to know some of the conversation we're having like right now is uh, also possible in many other cultures. You know, mm-hmm. some some of them are called third culture, for example. Um, so let's end with this story. Remember when we went to the basketball game? Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think they put us in VIP seating? <laughs> we celebrities. <laughs> These people cannot wait to put us in the front seat. I'm like, wow, in the front seat? It's like they were so amazed to see us. You know, I think uh, when I got there, I was just sort of asking a question about my ticket. And, you know, I, I just had my U.S. passport on me mm-hmm. at the same time. I don't know why I didn't have my actual Korean ID with me. Um, but I did have my U.S. passport. Um, and so she must have thought that we were related to one of the basketball players yeah. and just put us all the way up oh, front. We, and, and walk us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just ex- escorted us. us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in hindsight, we were literally the only black, black. people in the entire in the, audience. Yeah. audience yeah. Uh, right. So it, for them, it made sense. There were no other <laughs> yeah. black no, fans yeah. there to, to, you know, to go watch one of the games. Um, but that also shows the power of the U.S. passport. Yes, I think and so. And that's what this this uh, episode is also it's about. It's all about respect. It, the, the treat us with respect. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the episode itself right now is, you know, um, the, the power that certain nationalities give you and, and take away in that mm-hmm, sense, too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know that U.S. passport is, is extremely powerful. Powerful. And mm-hmm. we saw that at play at yeah. that basketball mm-hmm. game, for example. Um well, and, and also, uh, you know, in Jeju Island, remember I spent first the first two years there. Um, there was a huge African museum there. Yeah. And I wish I had time to take you to there. Take me, yeah. But it, it's fine. Um, maybe we can visit Jeju Island someday, someday in the future. Yes, in the future. Uh, I, I have some really and great Japan. friends. Yeah, yeah, and Japan, Japan, of course. Yeah. Um. So, um, I speaking of you know African um art and African culture, um. Uh, I finally took a DNA test to determine our African ancestry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you won't believe which African countries our ancestors come from. Obviously, a lot of people uh, need to realize that Haitian is a nationality. It's yes. not an ethnicity. You know? yeah. um, so um, let's sail over to the next episode. Okay. Um, all right. My name is Wilkin Brutus. And my name is Paulette Francois. You're listening to A Boat, A Voyage. Yes. Come ride with us. Okay.